You're listening to Filling the Storehouse Podcast. I'm David. And I'm Stuart. And we want to walk with you on the journey to living the abundant life through faith, family, and freedom. Our goal is to refine our why while helping you find yours. Together, achieve our best and highest purpose. In the end, we'll drive each other to intentionally fill our storehouse. Storehouse listeners, what's up? This is Stu. Hey, uh, before we get into this episode, I have one favor to ask of you. Go find our Facebook group. It's called Filling the Storehouse Podcast Facebook group and uh, and join us. Um, we're uh, trying to grow the community, grow the tribe um, to uh, just uh, promote uh, abundance and, uh, and service and giving and uh, just share uh, lots of cool stuff with you. We, we uh, post clips from our podcast episodes, uh, good books we're reading, uh, information on uh, our guests, previous guests, blog posts. Um, you know, just some cool, funny pictures, uh, just lots of, lots of good stuff going on in our Facebook uh, group. So we'd love for you to join us and, uh, and tell someone else about us. Um, we'd really greatly appreciate it. Um, and, uh, go fill your storehouse, make a great day. See you. What up? What up, dude? What up? How are you? I'm doing great, man. I, uh, Spent Friday and Saturday out in the woods of Virginia, fly fishing, going after nice. some rookies. You're Almost a year older. On. I am a year older. I am a year older, but I feel two years older. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that because I feel kind of the same way. I uh, did 2,200 steps yesterday on September 11th. And for everyone listening, we're, we're recording this on Sunday, September 12th. Um, and uh, I woke up uh, hurting uh, a lot this morning. <laughs> it was hard to go down tomorrow, the stairs. Tomorrow, you're going to be, tomorrow's going to be real special for you. Yeah. Real special for well, you. I'm curious, like what, uh, have you noticed any difference, uh, changes in, in, in the 40-year-olds, the uh, you know, the 40, 41, 42-year-old uh, stage of life? Yeah. You know, the big thing I noticed is I, I feel like it set on it at 40, but I used to be like good to go to go to bed around 11, 12 o'clock at night and get up at five and just like, not, it just wasn't really an issue. Yeah. And now dude, I'm like, it's, that's just not working for me. Not even close, <laughs> like not even close. So I need to, I need to re and for doing that for, I mean, I think I've been doing that since like the Naval Academy. Right. And, and I just think, yeah, now I have to re kind of shape my whole, my whole life around this uh, need for potentially seven to eight hours of sleep. Like, I know that's not an issue for you, but like, that's something that I've seriously noted, you know, that's something that has been a serious, significant impact because a lot of mornings I just wake up and I'm just like, and my back hurts, man. My back is something that's never been an issue. My lower back, I'm like, why does my back hurt all the time? But I think a lot of these uh, football and all that kind of stuff is kind of coming back. You know what I've noticed a lot more of? What? Ear hair. <laughs> Ear hair, huh? Ear no, hair. I, you know, hair, hair is not a not – a, well, actually, talk about hair – I've noticed that my chest hair and my back hair are starting to connect. That's it. <laughs> it's like they're, they're bridging the gap. Like are they sent out like scouts 
And I don't know if the back sent scouts to the chest or the chest <laughs> sent scouts to the back, but, but I noticed that there's a migration and um, it's not even a migration. It's a proliferation is probably the nice. more, more ample, but it's not gone in my ears yet. So um, it's like, good luck on that. Maybe I'll buy you one of those, like those little. Oh, I got one, dude. I got you one. Really? Oh yeah. <laughs> one for my nose hairs and one for my ear hairs. Dude, you are so, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's what life is oh. coming to, man. Ear hair, nose hair proliferation congratulations Stuart. it's telling <laughs> yeah. you that you've made it, you've made it. <laughs> congratulations happy birthday friend hope you had an Thank amazing you, birthday so did you catch any fish yes yes yeah. i did yeah That's good man yeah i did good i got yeah, to, I almost uh, stepped on a snake man there's a uh-oh. big old snake i thought it was a copper yeah i don't know these snakes. You know, I, don't, I don't know i'm i'm used to the west out west where they rattle if yeah. if it's an issue they rattle at you and so I thought it was a copperhead at first, and I, uh, but apparently it's a northern water snake. Huh. I don't know, but it was it was a big dude, and of course, I had to grab its tail because like that's what you do when you don't know if it's a poisonous snake or not. You uh, or a venomous snake, you try to pick it up, but it was big, like it was it was a big snake. So it was awesome, man. I had a good time. Nice man. Well, the other uh, I have to tell you the story because I think it's. Um it fits uh, with, with where we're going with today is uh, I was, um, I think it was Friday or I think, no, maybe Saturday morning. I was up early doing just kind of some research reading, kind of put some thoughts together for this. And my son Wells wakes up super early. It's like five o'clock and he comes down um, the stairs and walks into my office and just comes and sits in my lap. And uh, I'm, rearranged in the office and I had my, my coffee cup with my, um, for my squadron with my uh, airplane on there. He's like, daddy, is that what you flew? I was like, yeah. I was like, I flew helicopters too. Like the one back there. He's like, that's the Nighthawk. He's like, yeah, that's the Nighthawk. He's like, what do Nighthawks do? Do they fly at night? It's like, yeah, they fly at night sometimes. It's like, and they save people, right? It's like, yeah, they save people. It's like, what? why do they save people? And uh, it's like, well, you know, a lot of times like, you know, we go and help people that are maybe hurt or, or sick or, or in trouble. And like, there's like this long pause and like, you could just see his brain, like just working. And it was like, he was real serious. And he's like, like, you know, after a couple of minutes, he's like, like, uh, like if there's a rhinoceros, with a big horn in front of you. Yep. Exactly so I, like that. <laughs> I was like, yep. <laughs> exactly. Just like that. Night I hawks. can't tell you how many people I've saved from the rhinoceroses. <laughs> rhinoceroses. That are right in front of you. Yeah. With the big so, horn. That's awesome. Big horn. Oh, yeah, man. It's interesting, man. Kids, you know, I've, uh, so we, we went to New York and took our kids to the 9-11 Memorial uh, before I moved them back to Colorado this summer. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, the kids' reactions was very, I mean, it was interesting. It's, it's overwhelming, right? And, and when you, I don't know if you've been to that memorial yet, but I've it, not. You know, the memorial and then the museum are, are just, I mean, it's very sombering. It's, it's, uh, it's intense. And there's a lot of 
when you go down to the museum, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of silence and reflection, but there's also a lot of, um, a lot of stimulus when you go into like the, there's a section that has like fire trucks and the TVs are going and the images and all that. And, and, and it was pretty overwhelming, but, but the fact that then my kids tied it to my birthday and the conversations mm-hmm. I've had with Jakey have been uh, interesting, but, the, but, you know, getting like explaining it and talking about that day and then, you know, how in their minds he's connecting, like, well, why is your birthday like on the saddest day of, you know, he's, he's mm-hmm. working through these questions, but it also is opportunities to talk through this stuff. And I tell you, it's intense, man. It's interesting when you are start talking to the kids about, you know, they've been asking a lot more about war and um, and just kind of those experiences. And, and uh, I, I don't ever want to shut any of that off or shut them out of it, but they're, they're interesting conversations to say the least. And, and uh, yeah, man, it's, so as they get older, it transitions from, you know, rhinoceroses with big horns to, to these kind of, um, you know, insightful questions, but also, man, it's, it's not, they're not easy to talk about, which is, which is interesting because yeah. you, you want to frame it in a way that they understand, but you also don't want to minimize it. Right. And, yeah. and so I've been, I've been kind of struggling working through that. And I mean, they're very blunt, like, you know, asking questions like, and, and for me, my answers are different. My experiences are different, but a lot of our listeners, you know, Navy SEALs, special operators, people that have had to they spent a lot of time over there, you know, the majority of their careers, you know, Marines, um, some of our army folks and, and, uh, and, and potentially had to, you know, take lives and saw friends killed and, and those conversations too. I mean, Jake's very blunt. He's like, daddy, did you kill anybody? And you're like, wow, man, like you just, <laughs> yeah. you're not, you're not beating around the bush, man. Like, <laughs> you know, you just right into it. So, um, so it's just really been eye opening for me. And then also, uh, you know, I just pray for, for the, the dads and the moms out there that you know, having these conversations with their children and, and their experiences may have been vastly different, you know, more impactful, more, um, more intense and, and just working through those conversations because they're curious little beings. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, good, man. I, um, well, for, so for today's, you know, podcast episode, um, you know, we thought, you know, we would just honestly just do a little reflection um, for 9-11, uh, last, man, it's been 20 years. <laughs> it's been 20 years since that happened. Crazy, man. Um, when I think it's, it's interesting because, and one thing I was, you know, wanted to ask you about is kind of, you know, go back to the beginning, but I mean, you know, that was our senior year at the Academy, right? 2001, uh, going into 2002, we graduated. And now we're literally at the point of, you know, the, the, the door of retirement. Yeah. So that has defined our military career, like literally from the get to the getting out. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of crazy to think of that, you know, it's to think of it that way and the kind of the opening and closing of a significant chapter in our nation, but also for our military careers. And I don't know, man, take me back. Where were you? Do you remember where you were and what you were doing? I do. Um, I was in between classes when at first, you know, we first got the notification that it happened. I was, 
I can't remember the the building I was in, but I was going from one engineering class to another and I was in the halls and uh, they one of the halls had like a, a TV where they kind of had like news going and uh, uh, we kind of all were told what had happened. We were all kind of just surrounded by TVs and kind of watching, you know, initial initial strike. Um, and then I think we were all told to start heading back to our rooms um, to uh, kind of hunker down. And then, you know, obviously like the, the rumors start kind of flying and, um, you know, we're all talking to each other back in our rooms. Classes were canceled, um, which at the time, you know, as a college student, you're like, woohoo, you know, classes canceled. Uh, but you know, once then you kind of figure out what's going on, you're like, oh man, this is real. Um, and I also, I, I remember uh, feeling like nervous, um, angry, um, and um, almost like excited at the same time because I knew we were graduating soon. And I knew that like, graduating from the Naval Academy and I was going to go serve and it was going to be an opportunity to actually go do like potentially real stuff. Um, and to the point of like, again, being nervous, but almost, I, mean, remember, I don't know if you remember, like there was, there was like rumors of like graduating early. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Like graduating early and getting called off and like heading out, you know, like, rolling out and I think we were all excited about that um but also very nervous uh, so yeah man it was it was a crazy day for sure yeah 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 and I remember I was walking up and I, again I don't <laughs> I don't remember these the buildings but I was out like way out by the library I was going up the stairs and a bunch of people were passing me the other way going back to the to the hall because it was such a far walk. I think they had people that were in the class had, you know, had heard or whatever they were doing. And I was, I had this long walk to go to the, you know, I think it was, I was an English major. Maybe I was going to the library or something. I don't remember, but I was going up the stairs over kind of by the library and people were slowing by me. And I'm like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, what's going on? I saw someone in my class. I'm like, where are you guys going? I'm like, dude, you didn't hear. I'm like, no, man, I've been, walking for like 10 minutes to get up here like hey man clap you know everybody they're telling us to all go back to the hall and, and i didn't really like you said it didn't really register i didn't really but i was like i had a long walk um excuse me i had a long walk so it wasn't i didn't see the images i didn't i hadn't seen anything so i just turned around and started walking back and i'm just like i just remember just kind of walking by myself and just being confused and then we get to the hall and we're all huddled around like in the wardroom and just huddled around the tv and, and it just it all flowing in and yeah that was the same thing like hey early graduation and i'm like man i should have tried harder to service select marine corps and like you know because everybody's excited and and what does this mean for our for our careers and nobody anticipated 20 years right like we thought we we're gonna go hunt some terrorists and you know, kill some bad guys and, and move on or, but nobody anticipated this, this whole escalation of, at least we didn't at the time. I didn't at the time. I shouldn't speak for anybody else, but uh, you know, it was, 
yeah, it was, it was crazy because there were so many rumors and, you know, immediate graduation, seniors head out, you know, and it was, uh, but yeah, it was very surreal. And, and then I think at that time, only one plane had hit and, and it was so confusing. And then, you know, at the second time or the, the time of the second, we realized that, okay, this is, this is real. And, and just the, the emotions were all over the place, you know? Yeah. And that back then you didn't have kids, family, none of these things, you just were kind of thinking about your career, thinking about moving forward and what that means and, and uh, the whole gamut of emotions from that point. So, yeah, well, and there crazy, was, man. you know, one of the rumors was also like the Naval Academy could be a target, right? Yeah. They and locked it down, dude. Locked, locked it down. down. Yep. And because, you know, they were hitting DC and the Pentagon and, um, you know, there, there was, there was again, rumors of potentially us being a target. And so, yeah, we were all on lockdown and it was crazy, man. But yeah, you know, we obviously didn't graduate early and <clears throat> continued to serve, but yeah, it was like the start of a 20 year military career all in war. And, uh, you know, the, the guy, the class of 2001, uh, that had just graduated, uh, like right at it, you know, heading out. And, and then our classmates, yep. like Marines, you know, ground pounders, like the guys that didn't have to go to any school or anything like that ahead of time, like, dude, they were deploying like, yep. soon after, um, and after going to Quantico and stuff like that, but. And we were right in it. Yeah. No, it was crazy. And, and, and I think, you know, for us, it's interesting because being in command now, a lot of my sailors that come in, it's just so foreign to me to imagine, um, to imagine I look around and, and to imagine that they didn't have associated feelings or, or, you know, memory of the event because it was so formative for us. But it'd be a lot, a lot of my sailors never weren't even born yet. Yeah. I got these kids coming in. I say kids, these, these young adults coming in and there's, they, you know, it's, it's akin to us reading about the Vietnam war, right? Like, Oh man, this Vietnam thing, you know, it kind of sucked. Well, if you live through it or you went to Vietnam, it's a vastly different than reading about a textbook. We're all, you know, a lot of these young service members that I, that I'm, you know, checking in every day and, and uh, having conversations with, they, they, you know, they, it's, it's, part of their fabric their you know what they learn about but but to them you know it's it's not a memory it's a, something they read about in a textbook which is which is crazy me that's a long time that's a long time to be you know to be at war and, and for an event to um like that just to be it's you know it's not something that they live through so it's it's interesting and it really did define define our careers it defined uh you know, a lot of the efforts. And I personally didn't go to Afghanistan, but, uh, but I went to Iraq during the surge there and, and vastly different, uh, you know, vastly different location situation, all that good stuff. But, but it was, you know, those kind of went hand in hand. Right. And that was the focus of the effort. It shifted to Iraq and then back to Afghanistan it shifted a few times, it seems like, but, yeah. um, but the whole period is, yeah, man, that was, that was just defined our, to find our young and old careers up to this yeah. point. So 
Yeah, it's, um, it's fun. You, um, we did a, a, a war room mastermind call yesterday and typically we're talking about, you know, kind of real estate and business and some type of strategy or, uh, but we, yesterday we actually just decided to just kind of reflect on, on nine 11, you know, similar to this, we kind of broke into, into breakout rooms and talked about stuff. And one of the questions that we kind of posed was, you know, where were you when it happened and, and, and how did you feel? what emotions were going through you and similar, like, you know, we have some pretty young, young folks in the uh, young adults in the, in the mastermind group. And one of the, one of the guys in my group was in fourth grade uh, when, when it happened. And I think uh, there's a few others that like, you know, second grade. And, um, but it's interesting. They, they say they remembered it, you know, as a second yes. grader, as a fourth grader, like they remember it. And um it had an impact on them. And a lot of them say that it was probably one of the reasons why they ended up joining the service mm. because from that day forward, like things changed and um, like America changed that day, you know? Uh, and, you know, it's interesting. I've, you know, I'll see posts from people uh, in social media, you know, doing 20 years of, of uh, you know, anniversary and, and, uh, one of the guys in our mastermind said something yesterday that, that I thought was incredibly interesting. And I've been thinking about it a little bit more. And he said, yeah, nine 11, or maybe September 12th, the day after on 2001 felt like the last day that we could say that we were truly united as a country. And seems like ever since then there's been uh kind of this uh i guess break you know mm. of of you know left versus right and you know black versus white and yeah, all this stuff and i'm like hmm, that's interesting um and then you know now i'm seeing some posts even this morning of of like hey let's let's unite again, you know, let's like come together. Uh, it's 20 years of being ununited. Like let's all be like Americans first, Americans forever. Uh, oh, wait, what do you think about that? You know, I think it's interesting and, and I've been trying to, I've been really trying to be self-aware of my, um, and this is an effort like within the last couple months, but be self-aware of my opinions and my feelings um, about, you know, other, other people and, and their opinions and feelings about all these things that are very polarized, in my opinion, shouldn't necessarily be polarized, but, but uh, you know, it's interesting. And, and, and to that, you know, to that point, trying to be more empathetic to other people's point of view and trying to, to, you know, as the Bible tells us to um, be quick to listen, slow to speak. And yeah. because I'm, I mean, you know me, dude, like, I mean, you know me for 25 years now, like I'm, I've not always been, nor am I now uh, going <laughs> to claim that I'm quick to listen and slow to speak. Yeah. But, but I have been realizing and, lately. And slow to and, anger. And slow to anger. And that's not, none of those are me. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, when you look around and you realize 
that a lot of things that that are causing us to not be united and a, a lot of the prevailing emotions are anger like people are very angry today and and we don't have it's almost like we've lost the ability to have civil discourse over something like um you know a vaccine right and we are, we are able to politicize everything. And now even in command, I'm dealing with the political views of people that don't want to get a shot and they are going through exemption process. And, and our chaplain, again, I have no, I'm not, I'm not going to offer any kind of political opinion because it's not, you know, that's a, one of the best things about being in the military is the order came down and we execute. Yeah. If you don't like it, get out. Yeah. hundred percent volunteer force or let me know and I'll help to administratively separate you. Because it's the, like that's a process, right? Like the order is order, and and so our chaplain has been very is a educated man and has educated himself on the medical process and the study and and background of all the shots that we get as military members. That's another thing about the military. I mean, you line up and it's like you know you're like a pin pad. Yeah. I mean, we did at the Naval Academy. There's that, that those huge lines at Alumni Hall. We just went from one station to the next. Yeah. And we, right when we checked on and just getting shots, all kinds of shots. And so he's asking these, these uh, a lot of these holdouts, like not holdouts, but people that are seeking religious exemption. So they have to go through the chaps. And he's like, okay, well, he's not saying like, he's not asking him about this vaccine. He's going back and saying, well, what, what do you know about the hep, the hepatitis? What do you know about this? What do you know about that? And then he's outlining all the, the things that they, these people willingly took and is like, no, I'm not going to grant you. This is not, you clearly have an ulterior motive, whatever. That being said, what's interesting is, is just the, the, the polarization of that thing. Like even the fact that he's going, that he has to go to that, to that um, extreme. And I don't, I don't want to say extreme, but he has to go to that level to, to have just to, conversation with these military members and it's it's um it's this this anger right about everything like you can get angry about everything right now and and i think that you know why, why i've been reflecting so much on it is is how do i become a person that my immediate reaction is not one of anger but is one of how can i be of help and you look at this Afghan, Af- Afghanistan situation. And, and one of the things that I think we lose sight of, and you know, we were having a conversation the other day with somebody who was very involved in flying people, literally flying all those airplanes you saw on the news. He was flying yeah. one of those. Yeah. And some of the different organizations that we'll, you know, we'll talk about here in a few. Um, but I think what we lose sight of is these are human beings yeah. that are getting onto an airplane and sometimes without their family members and they have nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Not, not even, he said, maybe a couple people had backpacks and their entire life is uprooted and they're, they're going somewhere else because they're, because that, that alternative or that, that course of action, that choice is better than the alternative. Yeah. And I think when you try to be empathetic, and you try to be a human being in any of these conversations, even if you disagree, even if there's somebody who is completely anti-vax and you ask that, and you're completely pro whatever side you're on or vice versa. And you just ask that person, Hey, why? 
like why let's emotion free. Like, just tell me, tell me about yourself and why you're, you don't want to do this thing. And maybe you'll learn something and maybe you'll listen and maybe it'll change your view and you don't come to conclusions and, and start labeling people. And I'm, I'm trying to be more like that, right? I'm trying to be more like, okay, how can I, how can I love you? I think that's an important question. How can I love you? And, and so that's, I guess that, I don't know if that answers your question or not, but it, it has forced me to step back and like shut my opinion down for a second and just think of, you know, the situation, a lot of these people that I potentially am judging or getting angry at, like maybe there's a situation going on that you don't understand. And maybe they're, they, they have nothing. Maybe they have no hope and maybe they have no anything. Now, what, what's, what can I be to that person? Can I serve them? Or can I just pile onto that and be a jerk? You know what I mean? And so I think, and I think the key to that is giving as well. I think when you start looking outward and you actually like write checks or you give time and you give energy, that is the antidote to anger and to materialism and self-focus, right? The giving piece I think is so powerful. um, And it really can change the way you look at those around you. Yeah, that's, I mean, we, we talked about that on the last podcast we did with, with Hannah Stoles and how to, you know, that personally can move right into running a business, right? And like, if, if you put love at the forefront of your business um, and how to just figure out how to serve, how to, how to serve people, how to serve your community, how to serve, uh, you know, your clients, your employees, your partners, um, instead of like you know, cheating them out of something or, you know, doing whatever you can to make, you know, you wealthier, your bottom line bigger. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting, man. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to disparage the, the, the fact and idea that, um, there, there is a lot of, uh, people uniting, today um and and through this period you know talk going back to afghanistan and 9-11 and you know now evacuating out of afghanistan man there's some really cool things going on like there's some there's some amazing organizations doing amazing things and and there's some people that are coming together and, and bonding and uniting um and going and doing some pretty rad stuff you know, like, you know, I think we can all admit that we probably didn't do this evacuation thing uh, the 100% right way, right? And there's been some mistakes. Um, and again, no political views here, but there are some people that, uh, you know, non-military, uh, you know, maybe veterans, uh, civilians, uh, you know, not nonprofit organizations that have like come together and have taken action and just like stepped up in a time of need um, to love each other. You know, right now they're going to like help and serve people in Afghanistan. I just think it's super cool, man. I think, um, you know, with, with all this other, like, you know, headbutting and fighting about views and thoughts, there's, there's still this, uh, there still is this 
uh, time of being united and going and helping and serving. And uh, I've, I've been really encouraged to see some of these stories of people like literally putting the backpack on, flying to Afghanistan with no plan um, and joining, you know, with some other countries and uh, other forces and, and like just getting after it. Right. I, I love the, I was reading, uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but one of the stories, um, the dude that partners with Tim Kennedy, what's his name? Um, Nick Palmisiano. Yeah, yeah. West Point. And, grad, uh, right? Yeah. West Point grad. Um, and he, uh, I think it was him and he said, Hey, him and, and Tim and these other organizations, they, or, or other people, that's going like, Hey, let's take action. Let's do this thing. They came up with the, you know, what they're, what they were going to do. And then he's, you know, in the article said, Hey, last hurdle was we had to clear it with our wives and, and his wife was like, you know, go, you have to do this, but, but I'll, I'll be pissed if you die <laughs> or something like that. And uh, <laughs> be pissed off if you get killed over there. Um, but <laughs> I'll tell me, you, you'll never die. Promise me you'll never die. Um, but the, you know, I think, you know, that's one of the things that I, that I've, that I think is so, so interesting. Um, and I think is, is really powerful is, is if you feel strongly, like take action in something, you know, and, and this morning, you know, I, I hadn't been tracking it, but you said someone donated money to the DAF um, that's going to enable us to give to an organization that, that, that is, that is important, you know, whether it's a veteran based or it's you know, human trafficking or some of these organizations that are specifically helping um, you know, uh, a lot of the refugees, I think the, like, I was so encouraged by that. I, I was so like, like, I, you know, you know, we were about to start this calling, like my mic's not working. This USB port is saying it's power surged and, and, you know, but, and I'm just like, you know, getting, I'm getting annoyed on a Sunday getting morning. Angry. You're getting, I am getting angry, angry by a computer. Like, this stuff is garbage. It's not working. We have a <laughs> podcast to record and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you said that, man, and I was just like, it totally turned my, my whole heart around because it, it just shows like, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's just a step, right? It's an action step. And I think that's what I'm encouraged by. I'm encouraged by action. You read about these folks that, that are doing what they believe to be the right thing and taking action and they're helping people, right? Yeah. They're not, they're not putting posts on social media saying how horrible everything is. And I, you know, and I, I strongly object and I'm going to put, you know, these posts highlighting my anger, they're doing something about what it is that they're passionate about. And I would encourage people to do that. Like take some action. If you have a strong opinion, this is another area where I'm, I'm really like, you know, I'm trying to really focus on, okay, if you have a strong opinion about it, what are you doing about it? What are you doing yeah. about it? If you're not doing anything about it, then stop talking about it. Yeah. If, if, if you're super passionate on, on social media about racism and you're not doing anything, you're not part of any group, you're not part of educating yourself and, and trying to educate others, you're not doing something about it, like, then, then what, what are you really doing, right? Or if it's child, uh, um, you know, ch children's rights or advocacy, like, where are you giving your time? Where are you giving your money? What are you, what are you doing about it? If it's Afghan, you know, the Afghan refugees. And, and I would just encourage people to do something. Actions speak louder than words, right? We could talk all day. And, that, and that's what, I think that's part of the problem is people are talking all day and they're, tying to whatever news outlet is telling them an opinion that how they should feel about things and whether it's Fox or CNN or CNBC, who, who, whatever, I don't watch any of them anymore. Cause it, yeah. you know, it just drives me nuts, but, <laughs> but what are you doing about it? 
And I think there's a lot of positive. I'm not saying that to be negative in any way. I'm saying, hey, there are highly capable, highly qualified individuals, even listening to this, that are, that are doing amazing things. What are you doing about it? And, and, if, and if the answer is nothing, well, then I would offer, then stop talking about it. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe that's a little bit, a little you gotta bit get harsh. Your, you got to get your dopamine hit, you know, to see how many likes you get on, on social media. <laughs> right, right. Posting something. Yeah, and, and really Come make on, no man. impact, right? Really make no impact because, I mean, all that is is, you know, you can talk to the right people and they'll make you feel good all day about your opinions, you know, because yeah. they agree with you. But, but let's, I would love to see an opportunity. And I'll tell you, I get discouraged by, by how hard it is just to have conversations. And again, a lot of times I'm, I contribute to the, to the negative side of that, but, but, you know, I think as we reflect on nine 11, we see these organizations doing, doing things like, you know, you look at one of the, the great examples during nine 11, like what did, you know, those firefighters and a lot of those police officers, man, they went on a suicide mission. Yeah. They, they, they just went and they did it right. Because in the moment, that's what they felt was right. And they were drawn to it. And so they, they executed. And, and there's countless stories of people doing that throughout the entire history of the, 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 you know, our last 20 years of war of people going and serving and doing things, huge sacrifice and an impact. And I, and I think, you know, there's still an opportunity to do that stuff. And, and, you know, there's awesome organizations that, that we can connect people with. There's, you know, a whole list of them that, that we're, you know, that we're looking at, that we're tracking, that we potentially want to give to through the DAF. Um, you know, there's different uh, briefings that, that you and I sit in separately. Like I'm sitting in these uh, reaching un, un, unreached nations, uh, the run group, just hearing the, the updates and what they're doing you know, Exodus road, like all these different things, I encourage you to do some research, plug in. And, and if it's, and if it's not money, maybe it's your skill set. Maybe it's your time. Maybe it's your perspective. Maybe it's your connections uh, and, and do something about it. Cause I'll tell you, that is the antidote. I mean, it is, it is, it is, there's nothing more true than, than when you start focusing outward, man, it changes your whole perspective. Uh, and it was, it was interesting. Uh, the, you know, Rick Warren, I always talk about Rick Warren, but he said that um, love and hope, he was talking about how many times love was in the Bible and hope. And it was like a combined, maybe like 500 times. Yeah. He said, give the word that the call to giving in the Bible was over 2000. He goes, why is that? Why is that? Think about that. And and so if we're called to give, whatever that means, money, time, effort, and it's over two times, shows up over two times more than things like love and faith and hope. I mean, it, it's an interesting, it was an interesting kind of, point. Kind of important. Kind of. I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends if you think the Bible is important or not. But, but even if you don't, like, I think, you know, it, it is, it's telling for sure. It's telling. Yeah. Um, yesterday when I was, uh, I did this stair climb here in Colorado and, uh, there were, there were firefighters that were there in like full gear, you know, full, full battle rattle, you know, like hoses and axes and, you know, oxygen bottles. And like, I mean, it looked heavy 
and and I I went into the morning planning on um it, yeah. so where I did it was it's 200 steps and so I, my plan was to do uh was it 2200 and um I started the day with like all right I'm gonna do five up five down which will or five and a half up five and a half up down which would add up to 200 total kind of up and down and then I saw, you know, I talked, was talking to firefighters and encouraging them. And, and then like one of them was like, yeah, I'm going to do seven. And then I was like, yeah, I'm going to do 10. And, and, and you're like, talking, wait, just to clarify, is that like one, two, or is that yeah. one? <laughs> yeah, that's what I, exactly. And, and, uh, and then they're like, no, we're doing 11 because that's, you know, past the, past the mark, um, 11, like up and down is one up mm-hmm. and down two. And I was like, oh man. And uh, I mean, you know, it was, it's hard. Right. Yeah. And, but like, I got super motivated and I started like really thinking about like these guys with full gear, huge heavy hoses and axes slowly to go on like one at a time. And it like really made me reflect on just like what you're talking about. These guys were on suicide missions, man, like climbing up the world trade center, probably knowing they're not going to come back, but in hopes that, it will save one person. Um, and like, I just started going faster and, and like my cousin was with me and, and, and our buddy Byron and they're like, dude, you're an animal. And like, I just kept on going faster. And like, I, I got done with my, I did 11 cause I was just fired up seeing these firefighters doing this. And I, I probably could have done more just because like, I was just like in this like emotional state and feeling um, kind of overwhelmed, but like just fired up to like do something to remember 9-11 and these guys and these firefighters like doing this stuff. And um, so I think, you know, reflecting on that now that I'm like, my legs are like, like super sore and my back hurts and my shoulders hurt and my whole body hurts from doing it. Um, like, I think just like you said, man, like if, if you have, if you have a thoughts or an emotions or feelings towards something, like you got to take action and you got to do something about it and, and, and like put service in others first. And um, I think, I think if we do that and if we start really looking at the world a little bit differently of, of how to like, how, how do you, how do you love someone? How do you serve someone first before others? Um, and I, I think it can make a huge difference in, in like all this stuff going on. Yeah, man. And I think it's also, I think it's important when most people want the same things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like most people, and even in the extreme, in the extremes of, of, um, you know, warfare, uh, and of course there's, there are people there, there, there's extremists, there's bad people everywhere. But when you break it down to the human element, you know, when you go talk to your neighbors, you may be on vastly opposite sides of the political spectrum. And, and in my neighborhood in Colorado, like there are like, I, I, and I know, and usually you can tell by the flags flying in the, in the front yard, but the yeah. great equalizer to that is children. When your kids become friends with their kids, whoever they are, the other, then you start talking 
yeah. right? And you're because you kind of have to. And and for me, like I'll talk to anybody, it's, it's not really a that's not really a thing. But <laughs> yeah. you but you notice, and you're like, man, you you're, you're a good dude. You you're my judgments are my judgments are my own downfall. My judgment, my preconceived opinion of what if you fly a Biden or a Trump flag, whatever my preconceived thoughts of that are, are probably pretty wrong because you're a very complex human being who wants to care for your family. You want peace in your neighborhood and your, you know, you want your, your safety for those that you um, love and, and you want people to thrive. You want opportunity for them. You want, you want security. Like we want the same thing. And typically when you break it down and you just try to get to a human level of having a conversation, like you, you can find that there's a, we have a lot more in common than we, than we have that we disagree with. And, and I, so I've been trying, you know, cause people, especially today, they want to go into the vaccine conversation. They want to go into, well, what's your opinion of that? Like, like, you know, how are your kids doing? Yeah. You know, how was, how was soccer? Like something, like something that's actually like, you know, where we could define the things we, we relate on are, are vastly outnumber. They vastly outnumber the th- things that we disagree with, you know, potentially vaccines and political party. Yeah. Right. And so it, I think it's a, you know, I think if we all just kind of took a step back and, it, and you don't even have to be a Christian or read the Bible, but I think, be quick to listen and slow to speak and slow to get anger is a pretty universal thing. It's almost as universal as uh, treat others as you would want to be treated. Golden rule, baby. Golden rule. Right. Sure. That's, Teach in, my that's a three-year-old that's in the, that every single morning, every single well, day. That's in the Bible, right? That's in the Bible. Those that's people, right. you know, it, they're okay with that one too. So, um, and I think what is, I think if we all just kind of took a step back and, and just like, maybe just listen a little bit more, and came at it with a slightly different attitude and not to be heard in every single conversation, not waiting to be heard. You know, it, it, it encourages me that it could be pretty, it could be pretty awesome. And so if one person does, it's almost like the Exodus road, man, they're, they're like this, the number of people is overwhelming. Yeah. And the stones, remember we had that conversation uh, when we went to their office, he's like, it's so overwhelming. We don't feel like we're making a splash. And he said, but look at all these stones all these stones represent a kid that's saved. And there's thousands now. I think it was 1500 or yeah, something 1500. like that. Yep. 1500 stones around their office, each with a name on it. Yeah. That's 1500 people that just them taking action and deciding that the problem, yeah, it's a huge problem. We're going to address it. There's 1500 people that have been freed. That's awesome. Yeah. Super so, awesome. So I think the, the small actions, they will, they'll just, they'll, you know, you can motivate others. You can, and if we, if we motivate people to give, like I'm so pumped up that someone gave to the DAF dude, like that just like fires me up. Even if it was 10 bucks, which in this case, it wasn't 10 bucks. Like I'm blown away by the generosity, but yeah. even if it's five, 10 bucks, you know, five, 10 bucks from how many people are in the war room? Over a hundred, like over a hundred, 10, 115. So, I mean, you could easily get 500,000 bucks like that. And, and, and for a cup of coffee, right. For a Starbucks. So I don't know, man, I think uh, the small actions, they really compound. And, and, and I think, you know, things like, 
Um, you know, when you look at 9-11 that day, the, the billions and billions of tiny actions that made huge impacts to save lives. And, and as you know, you go, as we kind of close this chapter out in our careers, our lives, like, how do we be better? How are we better? What are we doing to be better? And if we're not holding each other accountable to that, then, you know, what are, what are, what are we doing? Are we just feeding each other's opinions? I don't know. Is there a better use of our time? Is there a better ROI? Stroking each other's egos. Yeah. Well, I don't, that's one thing I don't do for you. I, I try to humble you. Yeah. Often to remind <laughs> you of your ear hair and your, <laughs> it's good. Bringing it back, bring it full circle. Bring it back. Right now. Yeah, man, I think this is, you know, this is good to, I, we just wanted to have a conversation today. You know, there was no real, we didn't plan it out. There weren't any show notes. It was just, Hey man, it's nine 11. Let's just have a conversation, reflect, and all these different things. It's kind of it shows how impactful it was. It kind of weaves its way through the fabric of a lot of our decision making, whether it's giving or our choice to, you know, stay in for twenty years of service. Like all these things, how we talk to our children, you know, all these different, um, the ways it's entwined in our life, and and the things we do when it goes like to New York City. You know, we, there's a million things we could have done in New York, but one of them we chose to go to this memorial because it's such an important part of our lives and you know, sharing that with our children. Yeah, man, it's good stuff. I, I kind of want to um, end this as well by really just saying thank you, you know, to those that are listening that that have served, uh, that are serving, um, and not, not only just in the military, but, you know, first responders, uh, teachers, parents, um, you know, there's so many different ways that, uh, that we can serve each other and serve our nation. Um, and uh, you know, for those that are, that are in it, uh, I, I, I appreciate you. I thank you. Um, and you know, for those, um, that, uh, lost loved ones, uh, in, in that tragedy or in the last 20 years, um, you know, I, I I'll, uh, I say prayers, um, fairly regularly for, you know, family members who, who lost loved ones, um, you know, in, in these wars and, um, yeah, my heart is, is a little heavy this morning, uh, for those people. So, uh, thank you for that. Yeah, man. Oh, <laughs> No, it's, it's heavy. And, um, but I think what's awesome is there's a lot of hope in it. There's a lot of, um, you know, the, when you, you know, when you talk to some of these parents that have lost, you know, children, or you talk to brothers and sisters, a lot of times my experience has been um, that they will say something along the lines of, Hey, they, they gave their lives for, for their best friends and they gave their lives doing something they loved. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the, um, I mean, we've talked to, we've had, you know, uh, we've had classmates on our show that, that went over there and they're transformed forever from an IED. Um, and then just changing their, you know, the whole, their whole view on life and, um, you know, who, uh, what's uh, Mr. Hale's first name. He pops Aaron, in my head as well. Aaron Hale. Aaron Hale. Like just people that have just taken, you know, they, they, a lot of people can look at it, look at their situation and be like, oh man, I don't know. 
I don't know if I could do that. And then you'd see them thriving and doing amazing things. Like it just, it, it fires me up and it shows the power of the human spirit to, to overcome. It shows our ability to just be, to be great. And so absolutely 100% thank you to all of our service members, um, current past and, and, uh, and future, you know, there's, there's some, there's some, uh, young, young men and women, I'm sure that listen to this that are, that are potentially on their way into the service. And uh, you just couldn't be more grateful to, to be associated with such amazing individuals. Um, it's pretty awesome. Pretty humbling. So yeah, man, stuff, man. Well, we'll um, we posted uh, an article from uh, NCF national Christian foundation uh, a few days ago uh, on our Facebook page. And if, if you don't, if you're not aware or following, we do have a, a filling the storehouse podcast, Facebook group page. Um, and we post a lot of stuff in there you know, that comes from, you know, these podcast episodes, you know, book recommendations and, um, you know, guest, uh, you know, little clips and, and uh, you know, so just motivational stuff. And, you know, so we'd, we'd love for you guys to uh, find the page and, and join us there. But um, we posted an article from NCF about a bunch of different organizations, nonprofit organizations that that are doing amazing things. Um, specifically in support of, of kind of the Afghanistan evacuation, but there's a lot of other ones too. There's ones that are helping Haiti and um, you know, you know, any, anything, any natural disaster that goes on. And then, you know, Warriors Heart Foundation, who we support is an amazing organization. Um, Exodus Road, um, you know, they're amazing. Um, And I'm using amazing a lot this morning, but you're amazing, Stuart. You are amazing amazing. too. Anyways. Hey, check this stuff out, like fi- find something that you're passionate about and, and go take action. And um, we're going to start our giving together uh, book uh, adventure pretty soon. Uh, I think the goal is by the end of September, we're going to start chapter one and we'll probably post something in the Facebook group. Uh, we'll send out an email of, of when we officially start that. Um, what we really like to do is almost kind of create almost like a small group um, where we're going to set up a zoom call and we're going to go a chapter at a time through this book um, and figure out how we can all uh, serve and give together and, and make an adventure out of it. So, yeah, man. Yeah. And uh, just for clarification, the NCF, that's where our DAF is through. Yeah. Uh, that's donor so advice we also fund. have a, a donor advised fund. Uh, you can also give directly to that and, and we will, we're just trying to build that up. Uh, and and make some significant gifts to different organizations. So, if that's something that you're interested in giving to, uh, we'd we'd love to um, to uh, you know pull that money and and give it to some amazing causes. So, uh, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Good stuff. You're amazing. Have an amazing day. Stay amazing. Keep it amazing. <laughs> amazing. Watch out. Watch out for rhinoceroses, dude. But what I know is that if I'm facing down a rhinoceros with a horn, uh-huh. your black cock will come get me. Nighthawk. It's a nighthawk. Nighthawk. Blackhawk is army. Like, nighthawk is navy. I thought it was a seahawk. Seahawk's the other version. Nighthawk is yeah. the bigger, badder, better version. I want the seahawk to come get nah. me. No, nighthawk. It sounds like, it sounds, what if it's daytime? What if it's Doesn't daytime? Matter. What's the nighthawk going to do in the daytime? land on a rhinoceros oh dude rhinoceros are endangered bro oh 
Okay, we'll land next to it and push it aside. <laughs> your helicopters, you're going to push a rhino blow, with your helicopter? Yeah, blow it with, with the rotor wash. You're going to blow away a rhinoceros. The thing literally yep. weighs hundreds, thousands of pounds. It's going to blow it away. All right, we're getting off topic here. Yeah, you, I think you need to think about it a little bit, especially if you're going to be explaining it to your son because you don't want to fill his head with dumb stuff, okay? You want to fill his head with amazing stuff. Okay, fair enough. We can... Go fill your storehouse. Hey, man, make it an amazing day. <laughs> hey, if everyone day. would share this uh, podcast episode and wish David a happy belated 42nd birthday when you share it on social media. Yeah. And please don't be sad or have expectations that I will respond on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> in my heart, in my heart, I'm giving you all my thanks and love. Thank you. All right, guys, all right, have man. an amazing day. <laughs> be amazing. Go do amazing things. Yeah, this was amazing. Fill your Thank amazing you. storehouse. See ya. Thanks for listening to Filling the Storehouse. If you enjoyed our show, please subscribe and share it with someone you love. And if you really felt inspired, leave a five-star review so we could continue to grow and help other Christian entrepreneurs fill their storehouse. If you're interested in creating financial freedom through real estate investing, be sure to check out our website at storehouse310turnkey.com. We'd love to serve you through our platform of building the kingdom. Just click on the contact link and we'll reply to you as soon as we can. Again, thanks so much for listening. Now go for your storehouse and make it a great day.